2: What
3: the hell are you doing right now? You're watching this video of the War Horse when you should be listening to the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. That's right. They're talking all the
2: things that matter, like heavy metal. They're talking black metal, thrash metal, death metal. They're talking things like comedy. They're talking things like other types of music. And they're talking wrestling. You know, all the good shit, all the important things in life that you need to listen to. Go listen to the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Otherwise, War Horse is...
3: It's gonna rule your ass. You like wrestling? not wrestling. You, don't back, yes. you like wrestling? I don't like I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. Wrestle me.
2: Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 116, an epic 116 with the legendary guitarist from a legendary doom metal band. His name is Dave Chandler from the band St. Vitus.
3: Welcome, Dave. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great, brother. How the
3: hell are you doing? I'm all right, you know, surviving the corona, (laughs) especially down here in New Orleans. (laughs) You know, we're like the shithole of the country, so...
2: (laughs) Oh, man, you guys got a bad all around. Yeah, we do. Yeah. What's that? Frank Zappa song? uh, Trouble every day? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) There you go, man. Um, Dave, I thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, This is going to be one hell of a conversation. Um, And everybody out there watching on YouTube and listening uh, on all podcasting platforms. Real quick, I just I want to I I was very familiar with Saint Vitus and your guitar work and all, you know, all that shit going back, you know, the SST days and that killer roster that uh, you know, Greg Ginn had, all those bands like uh you guys, Meat Puppets, um Screaming Trees, uh, Bad Brains, the list goes on and on. But uh what actually brought my attention to your professional wrestling fandom, I was a uh, I was on an app on my Xbox called Tubi basically like a free netflix
3: yeah i do have that yeah that's a good channel
2: hell yeah I, I love it they got a lot of really cool uh music docs and stuff on there too um but i was watching the mentors documentary and uh <laughs> they, they were interviewing uh they're interviewing you and they're talking about el, el duque el duche um and i'm sitting there and i'm like holy fuck is old dude wearing a fucking ecw shirt <laughs> uh, and i'm like so I start, I go on the internet and I start, you know, looking up pictures of you live and shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, is he wearing a Lucha Underground shirt? Holy fuck, is he wearing a Ring of Honor shirt? And it just kept going and going. And, it, you know, I see him with the Sandman. I'm sporting a Rhino shirt tonight. All right. Which one? Uh, it's This is one I got from him a couple years back. So it's just, uh, it's not really an old school one. It just says gore tour
3: on it. Uh, I, I saw him. Uh, they did it. He was here with our local boys, Wildcats um last year and I got the Rhino versus everybody one
2: from him. Nice. Yeah, I like that. He's been wearing that on Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kinda how I, I and instantly I was sitting there and I watched that and I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. And I uh immediately tried to get in contact with you guys through social media and uh luckily uh I think via Facebook um I messaged uh the band and whoever runs that, you know, it was like, Hey, we'll hit up Dave. In a month Initially, I, it was just going to be like, hey, man, you want to fucking talk music and shit? It's like, nah, you know, I'll do some wrestling talk. I'm like, even better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that being said, I kind of want to go back into uh, what star I mean, because you, you've been around a while, man. Um, when did you start watching pro wrestling?
3: Actually, I, I started watching it um, when I was a kid. I was probably like eight or nine. And, uh, and I lived in Torrance, California, which is Southern California. So every Wednesday night <clears throat> on uh, Channel 5, they had wrestling from the Olympic Auditorium. So yeah. my dad would always let me watch that. And sometimes I could talk him into taking me to go see it live, you know. And that's how I got into it. There was like Freddie Blassie, The Sheik, yeah. John Tolis, Neil Mostert, yes. Don Carson, Black Ordman, and Goliath, you know, those people and shit. Legends.
2: Man, uh, it's funny uh Freddie Blassie you mentioned him have you ever seen that movie
3: um with uh Andy Kaufman maybe
2: it's uh it's Breakfast with Blassie it's on Tubi
3: oh no I haven't I have to see that
2: dude it's fucking hilarious I love Freddie Blassie man yeah he's great you're neck geek
3: (laughs) they used to do interviews with Dick Lane and mm-hmm. he'd have a file, and he'd file his teeth because his thing was to bite people, you know? Was yeah. like, That's fucking cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As, a, like, an 8- or 9-10-year-old kid, that was, like, one of the greatest things ever, you know? Just like filing his teeth to chew this tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. it's pretty brutal, man. So, like, growing up, who who was, like, who would you say were, like, some of your, like, favorite wrestlers, like, like guys that you just had to fucking see whenever, you know, they were in town or on the
3: Well, tally. yeah, when I was a kid... Like I said, it was like I had to talk my dad and to you know go on to see it. But my favorite as a kid was Neil Masker. <laughs> nice man of a thousand masks. Yeah, but then there would they would you know they would have weird snatches. Like uh, I went to the thing where John Tolis had the mystery box and he was fighting Freddie Blasty and he pulled a snake out of it. Not the first time that had ever happened, or that I knew of. <laughs> and I saw Freddie Blasty versus John Carson in a Roman gladiator death bout. I had never seen that before. That was Pretty damn cool. They would they wouldn't allow
2: sad. that one on TV. Oh, man, I'm sure I'm sure they wouldn't allow a lot of you know, the more brutal matches that I heard about Blassie on television.
3: <laughs> well they wouldn't have it, you know, they would show him two people and then they would never show him on TV against the Sheik. That's another one I saw him and the Sheik in the Cage Max and that was crazy. You know, with oh, the yeah. fire and uh she's pointed boot with the lead in it, supposedly lead in it. I love him because he'd pull out a pencil, a regular yellow pencil, and stab people with it. like, that's cool. That's nasty.
2: (laughs) The Sheik was nuts. What do you expect from the uncle of Sabu?
3: I know. I I watched a thing on uh, uh, Netflix. I think or YouTube not too long ago. And it was like, I just put him in and they had all these different things about him. And there was one with him and Abdullah in Japan. And there was absolutely no wrestling in it. It was just, he beat Abdullah bloody, and Abdullah got mad, and then it went back to him, and, and you know, it was great. <laughs> the bloodier, the better, man. Oh, it was really good.
2: So you kind of, uh, what would you say would be your favorite thing? Like, what really captivated you about the pro wrestling?
3: I just like the, you know, as a kid, you didn't understand that part of it was not real. You know, so as a kid, it was like, whoa. But then I just like the the pageantry and the actual fighting i never really liked boxing my dad liked boxing i never really you know liked that i liked because wrestling was it could be over with in a second well boxing could be too but wrestling did all kinds of stupid stuff like gorgeous just george just, uh, except, yeah. you know now, of course i was i didn't watch that when i was a kid i saw it later but that, the kind of the characters i guess you could say got me into it i always loved the dudes with the masks and then when he started wearing the makeup, I was like, yeah, cool, you know. The Demolition had both. I was like, why? I love them.
2: Oh, yeah. What about the Road Warriors, man?
3: Yeah, yeah, them too. Yeah, totally.
2: And you got uh, one of my favorites um, from Japan, uh, especially during like uh, the 80s and I'd say early mid-90s, uh, the Great Muda.
3: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Muda was really cool. I used to actually, from Japan, who did we see in LA? We saw, um what was it, the Great Kojika? Uh, sometimes and we sometimes we see Kenji Shibuya.
2: Oh, nice, nice.
3: Yeah, he was like a little. He'd throw salt in people's eyes. That was like his name.
2: <laughs> he assaulted them,
3: huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That gets a cheese award. <laughs>
2: yeah. All <laughs> right. Um, so, like going into, I mean, you're talking about character work, and that's a, a lot of us, you know, growing up watching it in the '80s. That's why we fell in love, and that to me was oh, yeah. like some of the best times. For I mean the characters that these guys portray they they're still super larger than life you know 30 years from the time they were big like you know guys like hogan and the warrior um rick flair all, you know all yeah. that shit and it's something that's a, a little lost in translation i think in a lot of today's product i think there are some there are some sweet spots where you can kind of you know there's some guys out there that are really kind of knocking it out of the park
3: again yeah yeah. As- yeah, there's not a whole lot of, of characters nowadays. There's more now than there was, say, like ten years ago. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say or fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 'cause when um when uh the stuff I told you about the Olympic Auditorium that went off the air, we didn't get cable T V for years and years and years in Southern California. And I was, well, I had forgotten kind of all about it. I'd seen, like, little pictures of people like Bob Backlund and stuff, and that's all I saw. And I was like, well, there's no crazy people. And I remember coming home from a practice session, and my roommate goes, you got to watch this show on, I think it was Mondays or Tuesdays, the one that Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan hosted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's all kinds of weird people on that. So the (laughs) next week I watched it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) yeah that was you know that was the days of like hacks it was before hacksaw even Mm -hmm. started watching it again it was like hogan was there of course and roddy piper breaking the coconut on snooker's head and you know i was like yeah
2: good old days man good old days
3: Uh, king kong bundy squishing midgets (laughs) no i love that wrestlemania WrestleMania (laughs) three
2: Yeah, he was, what was it, was it Little Beaver or something, like the little Indian
3: one? <laughs> yeah, the, the little, the Haiti kid. and Yeah, the Haiti kid, yep.
2: <laughs> I love that shit. Like, that's something I still like to go back to, and just for a, a chuckle or whatever, but it's still great, and it, it takes you back, you know? Yeah. Good times, man. Um, So, I mean, you've really kind of stuck with uh wrestling throughout, you know, the ups and downs then, huh?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, once that happened... And I realized that it was good again. The only thing that we could see was WWF, mm-hmm. blah, 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 And then that was all there was. And then um, uh, when we uh, ex- expanded our cable, I guess you would say, then all of a sudden I, was, I could see uh, WCW right. on the Turner Network. And I was like, whoa, because I had never even heard of people like Rick Flair because they didn't talk about that on WWF. I was like, no, I like these guys too, you know. So now I had two that was going on, and then of course when the when the so-called invasion happened, that was great. That mm-hmm. was like, yeah, that was really cool. But I always liked WCW better than WWE. Yeah, so I, I agree with you at the time. Yeah, I thought their people. That weren't characters like Flair. He kind of was a character, but he didn't wear makeup or a costume. I thought they were much better than WWF guys who didn't wear makeup or a costume.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was a character, kind of, but he was still, he was just, he was like himself, amped up,
3: you know? You know He's just a loudmouth asshole, which, yeah. <laughs> is for wrestling, it's perfect. You know, he was yeah. made to do that.
2: Oh, he was was the perfect antagonist, and um, there's still so many of those famous lines that are, like, huge today, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, It's, oh, man, dude, Flair's work is just, it's fucking amazing. It's legendary, and there's a lot of those guys in WCW, too. Uh, I mean, that's where Sting, you know, got his big start, and I remember, like, in the early 90s, um, that was, like, as a kid growing up, Sting was the guy who was, he was WWE without being in WWE. You know?
3: Yeah, he had, uh, when he had his like yellow kind of, I don't know what Surfer kind of hair sting. he had called. It. You remember when he was like yeah, a guy the... before he went gothic or whatever? Yeah, he was. <laughs> so like him, he, it was way really cool though, because even yeah. though he was kind of like a geek, it didn't matter. He was he was like their Hogan. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He was, yeah, Hogan or a uh, warrior, if you want to put in actually. Yeah, exactly. Know yeah, he used. kind of
3: comboed them in a bit. And, and a little bit of, of Macho Man, and and he, I loved how he stole Flair's loop.
2: He totally did, yeah. <laughs> totally stole that shit. I mean, dude, the NWO. So you were watching? You're a big part of a big fan of that stuff too, huh?
3: Oh yeah, we were watching the whole thing when it happened. And the oh, funny that was thing great. was, a friend of mine, uh, we were you know watching it build up, and they're like talking about the mystery guy. And we looked at each other, and they were, it would be fucking weird if they had Hogan do it. And he's like, yeah, that's never going to happen. I'm like, yeah. And then when they did, we were like, whoa, and they, oh,
2: you know. Hell yeah, dude, brother, I shit you not, man. I was I was a kid. I was watching that, and I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I remember, like, sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, it, you know, just kind of the back of my mind, I kind of blurred out I was like, what if it's Hogan? You know, my buddy's like, ah, no, you know, what the hell? Yeah, they
3: won't and do then, that to him.
2: Right, right. And I'll never forget, you know, when he did come out and you hear Bobby Heenan like, is Hogan the third man? And they're like, no, no, there's no way. And then he drops that leg on the macho man. And the rest was history.
3: <laughs> yeah, I read a, um, uh, Eric Bischoff's first book that he put out, mm-hmm. and he said it was extremely hard, but the only people that knew were himself, Hogan, and the rest. Yeah, Macho Man and them, those guys. Well, I mean, besides the Outsiders, uh, Macho Man and the rep, uh, whoever was staying or Lex Luger or something, they didn't know, and none of the announcers knew. That's why when Tony Schiavone says Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. If that's like a true thing he's saying, that's a shoot. That's like that's <laughs> so
2: cool. <laughs> bang bang! <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. I uh, you uh, well, if you read that book, I don't know. I never read that book. Uh, what you talk about? Like, was it controversy
3: creates? Capture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. It's really good, oh. actually. Yeah, I'll have to
2: check that out. I, I definitely am interested in what uh, Sleazy-E has to say. Um, I Did you know that Sting was actually the first choice instead of Hogan?
3: What do you mean, from WWE? or
2: No, For uh, in the whole NWO thing, when they were going to do the third guy. Um,
3: oh, really? They gonna have, huh. Yeah, they were going
2: to have Sting do it.
3: That would have worked out as well, actually. But Hogan, I think, though... Wait a minute. Now I think about it. Hogan was better because of all the years of building up the kids to be on this side. He just destroyed their world in one shot.
2: Oh yeah. And, and, you know, and to legitimize the storyline of an invasion because that's what they portrayed it as. It was, I remember that shit and it was still real to me. Damn it.
3: Uh, Uh, I remember sitting there watching it the first one and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was looking at it going, that guy looks like Razor Ramon. That is Razor <laughs> Ramon. What the hell is this? You know, because they because the way they did it, you had no idea that he'd even left the other one. Right. That was cool. That whoever the writer, like Russo maybe, or whoever wrote that was really good.
2: I think. Well, that was that was all Bischoff's brainchild. From I think what pretty I much. Yeah.
3: From I'm thinking about the book now, and I think him and uh, him and Hall and Nash pretty much once he got their contracts, they figured out a way to do it because they were still kind of under.
2: I think it was like a handshake. Where they can
3: appear but not wrestle type things? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well,
2: back then Vince was notorious for taking guys at their word, you know? Like, it ain't like it is now where it's ironclad contracts and you have to wait, you know, 90-day no-compete clauses if you're released or any of that um, type of shit. But back in the day, same thing with Luger when he appeared on Nitro. You know, he was he told Vince like, "Yeah, I'm going to sign with. him. I'm going to sign." And then he appeared I on the first Nitro. And then he popped Nitro. up at the,
3: what, the the first Nitro.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I loved man. He's getting me all fucking pumped up now. Thinking about that old <laughs> shit. What What are you watching nowadays? That's uh, kind of scratching that itch for you.
3: Well, um, since the pandemic, things have changed. You know, of what you can watch. Like, um, one of my favorites has always been ROH, but now um, what they're doing is showing like um, uh, showcases of each of their stars. And the guy sits there in his house and he shows his other matches. And that's like really cool. So I'm like still into that. But the best ones I'm watching right now are AEW, is number one at the top. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Impact is close behind. Man, Tessa Blanchard blew fucking chunks. She could have been a. uh, she was stupid on that, but whatever, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's
3: and I like um I was fucking around on that fight app, F I T and I ran yeah. across uh M L W, Major League Wrestling. That's yeah. really cool. There's a lot of guys that came from there into AEW, like MJF and Jimmy Havoc. I was like, damn. Who are
0: you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video
1: chat, call?
0: Yep.
3: And I don't, when I watch, I take, I record WWE, Mm -hmm. you know, all three of them, but I watch them in four times fast forward. That's the only way I can stand it. And if I see someone cool like War Machine, who's now, because I hate what WWE does to good people, I'll stop and see if they're going to be like they were and they're not, and then I'll go past it. Because they ruin everybody that get. I can't quite understand that.
2: Uh, it's bad. Well, it's what happens when you hire soap opera writers. You they know? <laughs>
3: destroyed Punishment Martinez. It could have been him the next Undertaker. He did all the Undertaker's moves. He would have been perfect. Undertaker could have introduced him as his Padawan or whatever you want to fucking call it. Mm-hmm. No, they have to make him into a dork.
2: <laughs> right dude i totally agree man that's that's funny we share the same sentiment and uh back it up uh to what you said about mlw i absolutely love mlw and if you get a chance um you know go check out our youtube uh we we've done many interviews with guys from mlw oh right uh, on yeah they're
3: good i love them oh dude
2: there we've had uh hammerstone on the show um who else? I was going
3: to say, they have this dude who's got one of the best names I've ever heard, Alexander Hammerstone.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, we did. Uh, the episode was Hammerstone Smashed Face.
3: <laughs> oh that, Yeah, because uh, the announcers are like, Hammerstone's pounding. Him. I'm like, that sounds so wrestling.
2: All <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he's um, great. We, Is he a cool guy? Yeah,
3: that's good.
2: We also had uh, Joseph Samael on the. Uh, oh,
3: okay, yeah. From uh, uh, Contra.
2: Yep, contrary the the uh, the new chic, I guess you you could say. He doesn't know yeah, about the chic anymore, but uh also a right. former NWA world champion.
3: <laughs> oh, so I, I did not know
2: that. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, and uh Richard Holiday as well. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> he, yeah, you're
3: supposed to hate him. <laughs> right? And he
2: all, all those guys a, are
3: super cool. That other guy, EC3, they would be a good tag team.
2: Yeah, did you see speaking of that, did you uh catch Slam at all?
3: No, nah, but it
2: wasn't EC three. Was he the? Um, no. Well, he he. They did tease him. He he is back. And I, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll Who be on the, guy in the TV
3: tomorrow. Um, Eric Young. Oh, good, good, good. My wife, my wife's not a big fan, but that's one of the people that she liked. She liked him because he pulled his pants down and chased the ref around. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a great great and reason to like. she
3: loved OGB, so when they got together, she just thought that was fucking great.
2: Hell yeah. ODB, got oh, that's that cool.
3: Yeah, I, I kind of thought, you know, they led you to believe it was going to be EC3, but they kept showing Eric. I'm like, how was Eric? Done?
2: Did you it, it was No, no, he, he actually got eliminated. Who won the uh, – Eddie Edwards.
3: Oh, good. He was the one I wanted to win. Yeah. yeah solid, I, don't, solid I, don't really, I can't really afford pay-per-views. So I just kind of watched the highlights from them and stuff, you know.
2: Dave, we got to hook you up with a Fire Stick, brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> keep telling me about that. But <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I was hoping that it would be um, Eddie and out of all of, of the four, because I didn't really. I thought if it wasn't Eddie, it was going to be Ace, and I'm not a big Ace fan. He, I got used to him. I hated him at the beginning, but I got really used to him. You know, what about
2: that T-shirt he had? What is it? It's like Ace Austin. Awesome. You know, I, I banged your
3: wife. I was like, no, yeah. "Dude, that's so not cool."
2: <laughs> I know, right? But that's why it is cool because it's like, well, Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I bet they sold a buttload of them shirts too. Oh man, I, I like bet they did. Fifty cents to make a black shirt with white letters. You know,
2: right, <laughs> dude? You know who else came back though? That I was super pumped about the fucking Motor City machine guns, man. Together. Yeah, Alex oh, Shelley right. and Chris Saban. Um, cool. We've been fortunate enough to see uh, Alex Shelley at some of the uh, promotions we're at. We're up here in like Chicagoland, Northwest. I was gonna, I was gonna
3: ask you if you were from Chicago because I know wrestling's always been very popular up there.
2: It, it's it's the mecca of pro wrestling right now. You know when obviously when all this BS with COVID ain't going on. I mean, dude, we got so many promotions up here that bring all the Yeah, there's all, all kinds
3: the of would come out of Chicago.
2: Oh yeah, we've been to A- we went to AEW All Out. Um, like I said, uh, there's a place called warrior wrestling friends, actually rocking the t-shirt. I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're always at the fan fest, uh, getting to talk to the wrestlers and cutting it up with them guys. And, uh, dude, a lot of people we've met there are, they're all in AEW right now, or, you know, impact like the rascals I've seen on occasion. They are so fucking awesome. We saw, uh, what was it? Threaten the rascals versus chaos from new Japan. So it was, uh, it was amazing. Red. Who isn't really a member of Chaos, I know who he is,
3: yeah.
2: Um Rocky Romero and uh
3: Rocky God, Romero used to be? to be in um Coast to Coast, right?
2: I believe so, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, no, 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 um not that one. Um ah crap. He had the stupid name. Um uh Sutton Vice.
2: Oh, Rapungi Vice. I, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was Coast to Coast? I can't think of that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> who was that? Um, it was uh, Kenny King and... Uh, the oh.
2: No. oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was Risham?
3: Kenny King. No. I think Kenny King Risham. was in it. Gresham?
2: I can't remember. Yeah, I can't Somebody, remember. Somebody, anybody out there listening, let us know in the comments, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Tell us we're fucking dumb.
3: <laughs> no, you know, it's weird because um, a few years ago, they had the WrestleCon here in New Orleans.
2: So oh, yeah. I went to
3: a few shows, and uh, Combat Zone did a show, but because of the stupid rules, which we all think that it was because it was WrestleMania weekend, they couldn't use any weapons or anything like that. So they introduced a bunch of new people. And I saw like A.C. Romero I'd never seen. And uh, Dez from the Rastals was yeah. going under his name, Desmond Xavier. Yeah, I remember leaving going, that dude is going to be famous. Because he oh, was yeah. just incredible. And I was like, man, whoever this Desmond dude is, I know I'm going to be seeing him.
2: Dude, when I first saw him on Impact uh, maybe a couple years ago now, and he wasn't with the Rascals or anything because they would bring him in as, like, uh, I guess I wouldn't really say a jobber per se, but, you know, like in a lot of those X Division matches, they'll put, like, six dudes in a match. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or have Ultimate X. And so they'll bring in, like, some one-time
3: job guys or whatever. Yeah, he's in the there shot in front of the people and stuff.
2: Yeah, try him out, much like AEW does with Dark, which I think exactly, is awesome. Exactly, yeah.
3: I haven't watched much of that, but what I've seen is good.
2: Oh, yeah, it's cool. And there's a lot of our homies uh, from the Chicagoland there to get an opportunities um, on Dark this summer, you know, like Robert Ingo, Ego Anthony, <laughs> Lego, my Ego Anthony. Um, and I'm really excited because I really think that Warhorse is going to end up on Dynamite against Cody. They've alluded to it. Arn Anderson even said, Why don't you give that Warhorse kid a shot? <laughs> um, well, he'll probably be on Dynamite. Have you heard of Warhorse? No. Nah. Oh, dude, he's he's the current reigning and in defending independent wrestling champ. Um, he he makes his rounds on the indies, man. And he's his gimmick, I guess, that he kind of adopted within the past year and a half. Um, dude, he's just a heavy metal dude. He comes out with the fucking um, to Metallica Four Horsemen, sure. and he's just headbanging all the fucking time. He's got the belt, dude, and he's just it's. Man, you're going to have to look up some of his matches on YouTube, yeah. Dave. I'm telling you, this dude is awesome. And he's all about the headbanging. Like, and it's cool because you see little kids getting into him. Little kids are throwing up the horns and headbanging and shit. And I'm like, yes, put the microphone down. Rap is crap. <laughs> remember the West Texas Rednecks?
3: That's <laughs> oh, Cool.
2: But, uh, yeah, get back to Impact, though. Um, Uh So, yeah, you had the Motor City Machine Guns. They answered the open challenge to the Rascals. Um, that match was fire as hell. And then, uh, um, who was it? Uh, the North
3: with um, um Moose and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Moose won. Yeah, I kind of figured.
2: Spoiler alert! And they got a they got a white strap now for the the TNA heavyweight championship. A white one. Yeah,
3: it's white. It's weird. Okay, that is weird. Well, I don't know, about, like, what is it? Um. Cody's belt looks like a Budweiser can. <laughs> <laughs> I like Budweiser.
2: <laughs> Dude, everybody's been ripping it. And here's my thing. It's like, at first it was like, well, they, they came out and said that it wasn't finished. Due yeah. to COVID and all that. Yeah. But it's been like a month or two now. Like, come on, man. Some restrictions were lifted. Shit's spiking again. Like, why couldn't they get the belt done real quick? So <laughs> you can shut up all these marks. You
3: know? <laughs> like, I'm kind of getting do- used to it now, though. Yeah, it's not bad. You can come out, and, you can come out and drink Budweiser.
2: Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Have fucking uh, Lee Ving from Fear play him to the ring.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better than the Bud Light that or whoever drinks. Um,
2: oh, Mance Warner.
3: No, no, on uh, AEW. Who's um? Oh, um. Hey, Adam Page. He changed. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, a Miller drinks- Light. That's what it is. That's what Kenny oh. Omega brought to the ring too.
2: Yeah, Kenny's Straight Edge though. He don't. He don't fuck around with any of them.
3: Yeah. That. I didn't like him at first when I saw him in ROH because they called him the Cleaner and he walked on with the broom. And I was like, no. I like that. He's one of my favorites now. He's fucking great. The loser yeah. man. He's dynamite. Yeah. I and mean, he he FTR, those dudes. No.
2: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I I think it's cool that they're there because they, I mean, they're a good throwback tag team. You know.
3: Yeah, that's what their trip is. Yeah.
2: Right. Um, and AEW, man, they just
3: have a... St- Stacked fucking tag division. It's the best and tag you division I've ever seen. They got seen. a lot of good people, like really good people. And they got some people. And everyone has people that you hate, and everyone has people that you love. Yeah. I wanted. I, I posted on my Facebook page like two or three times. I want Mule Mortes to come to AEW and challenge Lance Archer. Oh yeah, Ricky Benderas, Yeah, that was. I a remember that from- Like, okay, come here, motherfucker. You want to just do a death match with death. Yeah.
2: Dude, see, and that's so cool. That's a gimmick that, you know, I mean, and we'll get to Lucha here in a second because I want to talk to you about that because um, that's something near dear to my heart is Lucha Underground. But uh, I don't know why, you know, I obviously don't know the business side of like that gimmick. Um, I'm sure. I think he is still using it on the indies because uh, when we talked to Samael, he runs PCW Ultra out there um, in Cali. And I mean, he's going under, you know, Mil Muertes and... Dude, how badass is it to have <clears throat> essentially the Mexican Undertaker? Is what he is, that's you know? Pretty
3: much. That's what I always thought, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Whoa!"
2: Yeah, but you don't you don't feel like it's a, necessarily a straight ripoff. you no, know? No, it's, it's not like, a
3: ripoff at all. He's like he's like the Day of the Dead guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, right. And I loved how he when he does his coffin matches, he has all the people with the makeup and shit. That's fucking yeah. great.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I do that. I would love to see him in AEW. There's a, there's a lot of guys, you know, I think, uh, Ivelisse, um, she is, yeah, she's going to be wrestling. Uh, she's gonna,
3: she's um, actually going to be on uh, day after tomorrow. She's making her debut on TV. Oh on yeah.
2: Um, so one of the pictures I did see you were rocking a Lucha underground shirt. And, um, <clears throat> when I say that, that's like near and dear to my heart, even though it's still relatively new, even though it seems to be a defunct brand now,
3: yeah, it is. They only did four seasons.
2: Man, though, what an impact that they had on the wrestling community and product as a whole. Because if you look at the way a lot of things are shot now, in the oh, cinematic-wise yeah. and storytelling, if it's done right, uh, an impact owes a lot to Lucha Underground. Um,
3: and the, and uh, there's people that, that like, I never did that move before,
2: mm-hmm.
3: because he saw it on Lucha
2: yeah yeah oh dude it reminded me of ecw i got that ecw vibe it from was. Watching yeah,
3: especially that. in the, the original temple it was yeah. dirty and like there was no security and you know people told the fans to move and they fell into them i was like this is badass right here
2: dude there was so much it was like watching a. Uh, I mean, you had the wrestling, but you didn't even feel like you were watching wrestling. It was like watching a straight-up fucking action movie, you know, yeah, for an hour. Yeah,
3: and they had the weird plot where they kept yeah. saying that the wrestling was a front for this weird demon they were going to bring back or something. I was like, this is really trippy. It's like a bizarre movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, kudos to Robert Rodriguez for, you know, helping get that off the ground.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. He was like the man. But, yeah, and there's a lot of people like the both Luther brothers came out of that and uh there's a, who else there's the other people now oh dude the uh, man Matt, Mack. Mack. crane is sammy callahan you know Yep. brian of cage out
2: of cage joey
3: ryan.
2: yep joy well whoa we can't say joey ryan
3: <laughs> i love joey
2: ryan you know what i i do too and i did and whatever i, I love the funny. gimmick i love the wrestler he uh well, I don't know if you heard about there was this whole thing in the speaking out movement that happened recently. And I'm not gonna dive too much into it, but yeah, let's Yeah, that's not
3: good political.
2: Yeah. He he was named as far as like doing some fucked up shit.
3: Oh, well then yeah. I mean I just like his gimmick. He was like taking yeah. Rick Rude of Touch my bit dick further, you know.
2: Yeah, he was. To me, he was Rick Rude and Val Venus combined, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, because if Val Venus could have thought about putting a lollipop in his pants or Rick Rude, they would have done it.
2: <laughs> yeah right it lucha. was funny it was good shit man um and lucha brought a lot of those characters and you're exactly right a lot of those guys they're all um, spread lucha out, lucha out.
3: That's a lucha Soros. Of
2: him. yeah um he was another guy and it's weird too because a lot of those guys were like unbeknownst to me at the time were uh like developmental talent from wwe because they had uh who, what's his name chris uh spread, you remember his name one of the writers one of the head guys there from lucha he just went back to WWE and then they fired him again recently. Anyways, um, but I, you know, maybe he was the one bringing these guys in. I mean, fuck, he even had Rey Mysterio, you know, Alberto yeah, and, um, Patron.
3: I heard uh, Conan apparently had Conan and Chavo had a lot to do with bringing the guys into it too. Because Chavo oh, yeah. was like an executive producer or something.
2: Yeah. And Conan, uh, I mean, it was all, it was basically Triple A's, uh, Venture into the American wrestling market, and I, I, man, it's a shame that it didn't, it didn't last. You know, I mean,
3: I, I think they kind of. It seemed to me because if if you watch the very very first episode, mm-hmm. Dario Cueto introduces and says what he's going to do at a big huge AAA event. I think it was set up to get these people where they are now. I don't think yeah. it was ever supposed to be a long-going promotion. I think it was supposed to be a giant showcase for all these guys. That's what it seems like. Yeah. It's
2: just a shame, though, because I've... I,
3: oh, I know. I missed it, it, it so bad. A uh, 2B TV, we talked about that. They have all four seasons. You can just binge the shit out of that.
2: Oh, yeah. And I have. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did, too. Because I didn't start watching it till right before the first Ultima Lucha. So yeah. I was like, whoa, oh, so I have man. to see the whole beginning leading up to that, you know. With Vampiro and Pentagon. Oh. I was just gonna
2: say I was just gonna say that match, man, and that that match and kudos to Vampiro dude, and that whole storyline was great because yeah. as a wrestling fan, especially if you like like the dark characters. I mean I was a huge fan of Vampiro. Oh I was back too he was one of my favorites. Hell yeah! And he was hanging with the misfits and shit, and fucking yeah. ICP shit. But <laughs> you know, he was he was such a cool character, and he was great in ring. And dude, he's like a legend down in Mexico. Yeah. Um, to have him give you the rub and Pentagon was already cool. He was already had this mystique to him He's this dark figure. He had the the arm breaking move. You know, it was like
3: oh, I love that the breaker oh. of bones.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was great. Everything was so cool. Every it
3: fucking his they trip did. with his mask. With oh yeah, mask with the makeup is really fucking cool. Because when he talks to you, you can see his lips moving. It's even creepier. Oh yeah, I
2: you want to hear something weird? I've seen him without his mask. Him and Ray Phoenix. It's pretty weird. <laughs> I think I love Ray Phoenix, but he he kind of looked like uh, Ren from Ren and Stimpy.
3: Yeah, I uh, I love Ray Phoenix too, but he's a uh, yeah. He's I always liked um, Prince Puma better. Yeah. And that's, that's WWE ruined him too. He was ricocheting in Japan and he was, you couldn't even watch him move he so fast. Then they get him, he doesn't do any of his. I'm like, okay. well,
2: yeah, he's, uh that one match is a perfect example. Um, him and Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay was the other one I was going to tell you. No, it was he's him, great too. Rocky Romero, um, Amazing Red, teamed up to go against the Rascals at Warrior Wrestling. Um, oh, okay. It was fun. Yeah,
3: I and saw insane. Will Ospreay at the convention thing.
2: Hell yeah, dude, he's, He's on another level. And those two matches, it was a two or three matches he had with uh, Ricochet. It was just, I remember Vader kind of getting pissed at it. And there were some old timers. they Well like, what is wrestling? Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah. Like, everything evolves. Everything. It's, yeah, it's it's great. And what do you, you know, the same, you know, like the, the 80s or 70s. Well, 70s was actually.
0: betterhelp.com slash
1: save. Got it. The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com slash multi. Happy holidays from giftcards.com.
2: There's headlocks and shit, but to me, the 70s wrestling always seemed more brutal than like a
3: lot of, kind of the That's where I lost track. That's when it kind of wasn't on TV for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, But it was more, yeah, it was like break the guy's head with a headlock.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everything changes. Yeah, from like changes videos to...
3: I've seen, yeah. I mean, like the early 70s i was watching it but the late 70s i didn't get the
2: scene of it you say you're a big roh fan too and roh uh i mean dude they were on fire for so long oh
3: man the pandemic fucked them up they were rolling
2: yeah and they were just getting back into the groove too because they kind of took a big hit when you know the elite and everybody left um i think them and new japan i mean new japan's still pretty strong with has a really strong fan base but uh and then there you heard about some backstage and some business decisions that they were making at ROH that were really fucking questionable. But um they put Marty Skrull like as the basically the lead booker, paid him a bunch of money and he was starting to make amends with people and get shit rolling again. And then
3: Yeah, here we are. But actually pal- I heard that he was trying to do something with AEW uh, uh, kind of along the lines of the invasion thing with ROH. And I was like, that would that be was great. great. Yeah, that was like, I he mean, was like talking to him and shit before this happened. That would have been fucking badass. Dude, that's well, what they, they I guess, need. Revenge that's... on the Elite for leaving, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. And that's that's that so cool because it's not like a typical like NWO storyline. Well, how many times has that happened? You know, you
3: had yeah. Yeah, these guys are legitimately mad. Yeah, Fuck us around, assholes, and we finally found you kind of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. And here's that would the have thing been great with order. him and PCO and uh, what's the big, um, I keep forgetting his name, the big giant guy that's in um, Roland Enterprises. Um, crap. Oh, uh, Brody um, King.
2: Brody King, yeah.
3: Yeah, those three could come in and destroy, you know, just, just fuck up the uh, Inner Circle and Melee, just like pick on everyone.
2: Hell yeah. Dude, PCO's the shit, too. He's a good friend of the show. I talk to him, like, almost every other day, man.
3: Yeah. Who is? PCO. Oh, PCO, yeah. He, I met him once. He was super cool.
2: Dude, the guy. And he's an another dude. He's an absolute legend. And to see where he's, uh came from, like, in this day and age with that gimmick, that PCO gimmick is the shit. Have you been keeping up with the weekly videos he does? The yeah, Monday well, no, I, I saw, I had
3: his, um, I saved his, what I told you, his spotlight when RLH put him on. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I remember him when he was the pirate and when he was the Mountie dude.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh dude. He was also, yeah, he was in the brawl for all man.
3: Oh really? Cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Did you watch any of that? Uh, that kind of just gave me a little segue and then forgive me. I have ADD. So we're going to go all over the motherfucking place tonight, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's good. Cause you know, your shit, you know? So, um. What the fuck was he gonna say? Uh. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring.
3: I watched some of it. I yeah. I like some of it. I watched man. The one with New Jack is great. Ha <laughs> yeah. ha. Oh God, with Grimes. And when he's on the ground, he goes, "We're even, motherfucker." <laughs> oh. that I mean, with that one guy. You punched me in my eye. I didn't stab him eleven times. I only stabbed him nine times. Like, that makes a difference, New Jack. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. <on. laughs>
2: Dude, Jack just straight... They, it don't get That's more... That's a gnarly
3: motherfucker. You want hear a weird story? Yeah. I went to ECW Heat Wave 2000. It was the only... No shit. ...show pay-per-view they ever did in L.A. And I, I actually got front-row tickets. And lucked out because we were across from the hard cameras. So if you watch that, you'll see me with my ECF and W shirt on. I had my head shaved at the time, though. I'm watching Dude, Jack tonight. was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And they announced to everybody in line waiting to go in, that he wasn't going to be there because the uh, L.A. wouldn't release him because he had a knee injury or something from doing a job. And we're like, well, oh, that's fucked, blah, blah, blah. And uh, if you ever saw that pay-per-view, that's why he come, runs in and gets beat up because they're not actually allowing him to do his thing. So he comes out to everybody waiting in line on his crutches. And he goes, this is some motherfucking shit. And he throws his crutches down. He goes, I ain't hurt. And he starts dancing. And we're all yelling, New Jack, New Jack, New Jack. And he's like, "Fuck these motherfuckers! Don't let me wrestle, motherfucker!" And I was like, "God, he'd be great." He was like, swallowing the crushes, all pissed off and
2: shit." <laughs> dude, it don't get more real than New Jack. He just oh, no, don't he was give full a fuck. Mad about it. He like, he's a guy that you don't want to piss off, and you don't want to try to go. Like, I mean, you don't want to do anything to cross that dude. He will fuck you up.
3: Yeah, and it's like, because oh, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, whatever.
2: Yeah. So what? Um, you watch a lot of ECW back in the day. I mean, do you rocking that ECF and W shirt? I mean,
3: yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> that was a weird thing because we had. I was like up really late, just like kind of channel surfing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I uh, subscribed to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, so I knew who they were. I'd seen pictures, but they, you know, there wasn't on. And like, da, da 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 da. Whoa, hold on. And I backed up to this channel called Prime Ticket. All they ever did was show every single Kings game, Lakers game, whatever football was, Yeah, always, like 24-7. So if you missed it, you could see it. And um, for some weird reason, there was an hour of ECW. I went by, and I was like, wait, I know that guy. And it was Chaz doing an interview with this black hood thing on. It's like, that's the dude. From that weird wrestling, right? And then then they went to a commercial came back with the Dudleys. I went and grabbed my magazine. I'm like, fucking hell, this is. So I set up my tape and started watching them. That was way before TNN. And then they oh, went off the air in about two it? weeks yeah, or three weeks. Yeah, that's I was, but I got the 800 I number. It, man. <laughs> so I called them all the time and ordered videos and shirts and catalogs and stuff. So by the time oh, yeah. they came on TNN, I knew all about her
2: dude we uh me and my buddy eddie big ed the assassin what up ed um we used to do that shit too dude they came out here um this is towards the end. Of, fuck was this 99 was it maybe 2000 gary indiana man God.
3: yeah they were <laughs> doing their, their final tours at that time
2: oh yeah dude we've uh we've also had uh i had johnny swinger has been on the show Oh um, right on, re- he's real cool dude. At
3: Impact right now, but whatever.
2: Oh, he's I love it, dude. I
3: love his With theme music. <laughs> Shut
2: the <fuck> up. <laughs> it's great, dude. He's like he's like all the ri- where's all the rizz at <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's alluded to Simon Diamond. I hope he comes on. Remember Simon and Swinger?
2: Oh, oh yeah, dude. Simon Simon Diamond's a South Bend boy. He's uh so he's he's from around our parts. Um, I. Dude, they were tag champs in uh, ECW, uh, TNA, when TNA first got going. Um, I don't know what Simon's up to anymore. I know he, for a long time he was a producer for TNA. Um, he's Really? That's cool. I don't know if he'll ever get back in the ring, because last time I see him, the dude was probably about 300-plus.
3: True. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of them got kind of big. It was kind of sad to see uh, Johnny Grunge at the end. He was huge. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, both uh, him and Rocco Rocker, they're both dead.
3: Yeah,
2: it's it, dude. You go down the ECW roster though, and a lot of those guys are they're gone. I mean, that's really in any wrestling roster. Um, it's unfortunate, and uh,
3: I I do this With weird the ECW game. guys too. You wonder, wow, how is this dude still fucking here, like Sabu and stuff? Like, uh, how are they still wrestling? I mean, not yeah. But like, how in this is this guy still doing this?
2: dude? I'll tell you when what, you and we some
3: of the shit like. When, Sabu when Benoit flips Sabu and he breaks his neck, breaks his neck. Good yeah, Lord.
2: yeah. It, it's it's crazy. And Sabu, I'll tell you what, it's it's we had him on the show too. Um, it's it's all he knows, man. It's uh, he, he'll he's the type of guy that I think will die in the fucking ring, man. He's yeah, just, kind of
3: almost like his uncle. His uncle retired. I haven't watched the last match yet. I saw it on. I was like, ooh, I
2: gotta watch that. Right. Um, we also had Bill Alfonso on and we've had Fonzie on oh, a couple cool. times.
3: He's a Facebook, I'm a Facebook fan. of
2: Hell yeah, dude. Fonzie, I got to hit you up. I looked you up on Facebook. I couldn't find you. He's trying to hide from the juice, Dave. Don't do well, it. Well, no,
3: it's under, <laughs> um, actually what happened, I had, um, uh, one Facebook under my middle name, Charles, mm-hmm. and it got hacked. So... I've been telling everyone, don't go to that. Just go to Dave Chandler and you'll see my dumbass ass standing on stage. And we're actually wearing a Mikey Whipwreck shirt in the picture. Nah.
2: <laughs> nice. Dude, Mikey does the podcast.
3: too. We talk on the phone all the time. He's a huge St. Fighters fan.
2: Yeah. Fuck yeah, he is, dude. A lot of those dudes. And you know Jerry Lynn's a big metalhead too, man. Yeah,
3: he wants me to actually, we've been, before the week I was going to go on their podcast. but Yeah.
2: We had uh the we had the the guy who runs uh their show on um fr the front row material. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's it's Jerry Lynn, uh, Mikey Whipwreck, and then uh, what's his name? Friend Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna get in fucking. I'm gonna get the shit. Well, I've had some trulies in me, but anyways, uh, dude's really cool. I mean, he, he's super, super nice yeah, he's guy. Super he nice. does a it great job
3: because with- um, I actually. Got with this other guy on Facebook who happens to be the godfather of Mikey's kids.
0: Wow! And I'm
3: like, are you serious? And so he told Mikey, and Mikey's like, oh fuck. And he told me, and I'm like, oh fuck. So when I called him, I was really nervous. I didn't know what to say, and I and I said, man, I'm I'm am i I'm a fanboy, so I'm fucking nervous. He goes, so am I. I don't know what to say. <laughs>
2: How does that work when you got two fanboys, like, just both nervous? Like, that oh, me, let, he let's he hang
3: up at the same time. The other one, we were both like, oh, he's okay, cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dude, we talked awesome. a whole lot, you know, It's like so it's, like, grateful. Cool. Has there been
2: any other guys, like, uh, in the wrestling community that, um, you know, kind of came up to you like that, like, as fans of the music and everything?
3: No, not really. I, I've heard rumors about people here and there, but, you know there is well there is a guy on the independent scene I don't uh, he was a southern champion for a while his name's Joey Corman mm-hmm. um, he's a he's a huge Vitus fan he's a, a friend of mine and um, I met him he came out to the shows and stuff And but you know no, actually there's a guy do you know our local wrestling Wildcat Sports
2: I, I've heard of them. yeah
3: they're they're actually the ones who where the kid jumped off of the balcony at the mall that was uh. Viral, that's him.
2: That was Luke Cox, I
3: think, it Luke, yeah, Luke son, Cox, P.J. Is a, Hawks. Is a friend of mine. It's like he no shit. Me to to do like a riff to somebody when they walk to the ring, if they can never do it again. Yeah, and his son is the one who jumped off. Yeah, he's a, he's a. We started off on Facebook, and then we exchanged numbers. You know, yeah, I, oh, I've dude, gone yeah, out to he's... see him all the time. He's like, hey man, what's going on?
2: <laughs> that's super fucking cool, man. And I'll tell he you what, cool. I I remember him like from. I want to say early, like, mid-2000s.
3: He was in XPW. He was Alter Boy Luke.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> Alter Boy's a sacrifice.
3: <laughs> um mm-hmm. He, uh,
2: I, it was it was weird seeing him on NWA, and I was like, man, that's his son?
3: I was like, the dude looks, he, he looks good. Like, and that's he his, was son. In, uh, his son. Luke was in uh, combat him. zone for a while,
2: too. Yeah, yeah. He's been a dude. He's a journeyman. He's been around a long uh, time. And he's,
3: He's a stunt man. He's like if the second Black Panther movie ever comes out, he's one of the main stunt doubles for Black Panther. And man, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy two. He's in a bunch of TV shows. The 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 guy bald guy who gets beat up and beats people up.
2: <laughs> it makes sense because wrestlers are stunt men and
3: women. He's you know? a super fucking cool guy.
2: Man, uh, yeah, I've been. Uh... That's awesome. I'll have to see if I can't get in touch or if you could put out the good word for a good brother, you know? Yeah, well, when this
3: thing dude. comes out, send me, because you know, I want to hear it and watch it or whatever, and I'll send it on a link to him. Because the funny thing was I was kind of with him on Facebook um, under Charles because he'd seen me go to the shows and he goes, are you on my Facebook? I'm like, no, blah, 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 okay. And when that got hacked, I contacted certain people and said, "Go to this one." He didn't know I was in Team Fighters. He had no idea. Yeah. And when he saw that, now all of a sudden, I have his number, and he, was, you know, I was like, oh, "Okay." So he was like a, a fan who had no or re- researched it and became a fan and who had no idea. And I was like, "Well, that's fucking kick-ass." So yeah, definitely send me, you know, the thing, and I'll send it. I'll, I'll uh, send the link to him because I know he's gonna want to see it. So yeah
2: hell yeah brother maybe
3: you could mm-hmm. talk to him that'd be kick-ass and running a, a local promotion in new Orleans, talking about the lockdown and shit that'd probably be good
2: yeah i'm, I'm down for whatever and that's that's like the great thing about this show um we're, there's no constraints you know there's a lot of people and this is no knock to everybody hey you're entitled to do your own thing or whatever but um there's a lot of people like do recaps you know and just shit like that and i like to just come at it from a different direction you know as far i love getting everybody involved that's a, a fan um you know we've had a lot of talent on the show we've had promoters we had referees um fans people that are nobodies you know no disrespect to them but it's just like my buddy that's right, or
3: something. yeah that's
2: cool yeah yeah and it keeps it uh i think it keeps it fresh and it gives it a a cool perspective and i like to build that type of community you know where i can get just people who are genuine wrestling fans and, you know, really into what, what's going on in pro wrestling. And like to have a guy like you on here, it's, it's super fucking cool. It's an honor, you know?
3: You know who, well, thank you. You know who you should send a line out to is Clayton, the singer from um, any scene. Oh, no shit. Massive wrestling fan. He he brings a barbed wire baseball bat on stage and and cuts himself. (laughs) He has a whole wrestling, a whole album of only wrestling songs that he, yeah. he gave me. Yeah, he's a huge fan. He, he oh, I'm great. totally oh, fucking down. Oh, he would be great. Yeah, I think you ever heard of Schlack? Mm-mm. Oh wait, the wrestler?
2: A, yeah, the Deathmatch yeah, yeah. dude. He does. He does a band, and she's a big old dude. I think he. I think he's got a connection in them guys too.
3: Yeah, now, I I'm have, definitely gonna. I, I can also I can forward your thing to Clayton. He's a he's a friend of mine. So yeah
2: oh yeah dude yeah. he
3: would be, great. <laughs> he would be really good
2: oh yeah i'm a big anti-scene uh fan too so i i mean i wasn't really it, it's cool when you get to you know make all these connections and uh new friendships and do this shit and like i said it's it's building a community and a positive community you know it's like we're not here to shit on anybody we're just here to fucking share good stories and good times
3: you know that um well you probably know this that. AEW's The Butcher is the rhythm guitar player from Every Time I Die.
2: Yep, yeah Andy um, it's weird because I went to uh, so Black Label Pro is a promotion that runs out here um, in Crown Point, Indiana Um, Crown Point famous for who Shredden? Um, John Dillinger John Dillinger, there you go (laughs) I was trying to, you know, know, whatever sometimes he gets it, sometimes he don't! Motherfucker Anyways, um so we, they had a one-off show out in uh, South Bend and we, me and my old lady pull up and, uh, like, someone I, – I talked to her before, like, somebody parked next to us. I was like, man, how cool would it be, like, some badass wrestler, like, pulls right up next to us or something? It's like, yeah, that would be cool. And then I shit you not, like, here Andy comes, like, pulling up, and he gets out. I was like, holy oh, fuck, it's the butcher. <laughs> like, I was like, I just rolled my window down. I was in the driver's seat. She's in the passenger seat, and I'm like – Hey man, what's going on? Like my name's Justin Juice. I do the podcast. Like here, here's some stickers, some swag and shit. You know, it was, and he was super cool, dude. He was really cool, nice guy. I met Joey Ryan the same night for the first time, and he was right that also super be, cool. Uh, AEW,
3: I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. This was I want I want to say a year ago. Yeah. Oh okay. Because they haven't been in AEW that long, and to no, be honest, they haven't. They, they
3: got kind of screwed by the epidemic or whatever too. They were just getting there, and then bam.
2: Yeah, I, I was surprised that they showed up. I mean, I, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but it was just kind of like I didn't hear anything about them. Um, there was this promotion called, uh, what was it? Threatened Black Craft Wrestling, I think. They had a, uh, so they had, what's his name, who plays uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser?
3: Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't know his name.
2: I forget his name, too. Damn it, truly. Um so they had him as like their uh it's David some. It's it's gonna come to me like ten minutes later. Let me hang off your memory, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, son of a bitch. Um he was like their GM or whatever. And it was kinda like a dark, I don't wanna say satanic thing, but they had satanic overtones, you know, just like the evil vibes, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: And that's where a lot of like those dark gimmicks I I saw for the first time, like uh, P.C.O. when he started coming as you know the the monster with uh, D. Destro and Butcher and the Blade, and I was like, man, they got a lot of cool like dark gimmicks. And then I guess they folded, or it <laughs> did. They had like one or two shows, and they were done. But um. I just, I never knew what the hell was going on with Butcher and Blade, so it was really cool to see him pop up in AEW, and then a lot of people were like, oh, who the hell is this? Like, that's not a big surprise. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, you know?
3: Yeah, it so many sour grapes um, and it's like when uh, the Blade took his mask off, his get mask off, I was like, why do I know that guy? And then I looked it up, and it was Braxton Sutter. It's was like, that's yep. why I know him. I wondered where he went. Pepper I, I always liked him, you know? Yeah. <sighs> He's
2: another guy that's been around, too. He's uh, yeah. he's married to Allie.
3: Yeah. Oh, they're married?
2: Yeah, they're married. Oh,
3: I didn't know that. But she's Now, I don't like her and what Brandy being, what are the, the Nightmare nightmares. Sisters? But yeah.
2: <laughs> he said female nightmares. I have those all the time, trust me. I,
3: I like the, the arguments, <laughs> but uh, it's like, okay, well, I can do without this. I liked it better when she was with that weirdo and everyone hated her for being with him. What was his name of? Yeah, I think who Apple uh, QT.
2: Oh, QT Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's still with him. I think he's he's hurt or something or there's
3: Well, I think though what happened was what I heard was um it was a Facebook thing whether it's true or not, but the reason that Moxley that thing got um delayed is because him and QT, I guess, were working out near a girl that they brought in from WWE who was uh found out to be positive. Yeah, well, so I don't know Moxley, they delayed everything, so maybe QT's like just like you know worried about it. That's what I was thinking.
2: It could be. I heard the same thing, but I also I, I thought I heard uh, what's her name, Renee Young from WWE tested positive, and she's married to Moxley. So
3: oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tensy you know,
2: shit,
3: Moxley but... did his thing with Cage.
2: Yeah, and hey, what would you think of the finish on that?
3: I thought it was shitty. I knew that somehow. Moxley wasn't Moxley was not going to lose because it still Cage is still fine because he had Kaz's spell. I didn't like Taz throwing the towel in. I would have rather have him gone outside and have it be a DQ.
2: Yeah, <clears throat>
3: I thought that was kind of like pussy for Cage's image. I thought.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. It was it was a weird. Uh,
3: we'll see yeah, what they I say did. on Dynamite. I, I knew what the outcome was going to be, but because they had given cage that belt but i didn't i'm not a cage fan in any way i never liked him at all you
1: know.
3: <laughs> i like it's like dude stop sucking the steroid drink you know but the flexor on
2: it's got that scottistata juice <laughs> <laughs> he
3: didn't hook up with melissa Santos, so i gotta give you that
2: yeah we've we've talked to both of them at warrior she's been on the show too she's made an appearance so good for him cage good on you what do you like dude i love <laughs> I uh, I what do you think of the FTW title coming back? I thought that was fucking cool, man. You know, old ECW mark and me was just like, yeah.
3: No, I like that a lot. I um, I don't know if I Cage was, is necessarily that the right. I was going to whip out the hardcore title?
2: Oh, like the WWF one?
3: You no, know, the well because they stole that from ECW. Taz started that in ECW. They had a hardcore title, didn't they? Yeah.
2: Well, the yeah, the world title. I mean, they were. It was pretty much. It was hardcore wrestling. So yeah, the world so title. I, was, I
3: would like to have seen that, but the FTW one is really cool. Like, oh, I, I love it
2: because we cut an episode a few episodes back too, called FTW. So kind of like the, a soothsayer. The <laughs> and everything.
3: I was like, yeah, there
2: you go. Yeah, yeah,
3: Taz, it's awesome. All
2: the way. Taz can cut one hell of a promo, man. I was, I didn't for a long time. I didn't like his commentary. You know, when he got the impact, it was just like God. Oh, he's so fucking like just shut up. Take your yam bags and go somewhere else, you know? And he did, and he took a break and he came back. And I like what he was doing on Dark. Um
3: Yeah. But he's good. He's he's good at what he's doing now, I think. Better yeah. than uh being commentary.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very cool. And speaking of commentary, it's it's Really awesome that with AEW, you get that, uh, I call it like the classic package. You know, you get Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross together. Like, it's so great. You know, they
3: can, um, X-Caliber can take a walk, though.
2: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs)
3: Yeah. I ain't no bad. I like him when Jericho sits in. When Jericho sits in with Schiavone and Jim Ross, that's great.
2: Jericho is gold. And, man, if he ever stops in ring... He's got to make the transition because he can make any promotion. Like when he got
3: the orange juice or supposedly dumped on him, he sits down and Jim goes, "You stink!" I'm like that's, that's only totally
2: great. Yeah, it's like over the seven thousand dollar coat. Yeah, Orange Cassidy. He hates. Dude, I love that shit. They do with Orange Cassidy, man.
3: I don't like him, but I like what they're doing with him and Jericho, because I didn't like Orange. So at least they're doing something with him.
2: Yeah, I think he's good. I, he he can go. He's showing people. He's got a he's got a unique gimmick, you know. There's there's a lot of guys that they brought in from the indies that have that, and uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of showcasing.
3: Although I tell you, if I had to choose between him and Darby Crash, I'll take him. I can't stand anything about Darby Crash.
2: Oh, Darby Allen, Dar, Darby, oh, Darby Crash Allen. from oh. the Germs. Yeah, I thought you
3: liked the Germs, man. Come yeah, on, I know But that's what bugs me about it, dude. You are not Darby Crash. You are not T.T. Allen. <laughs> Skateboarding is not cool anymore. You look like a geek. You can't do good promos, and you're wearing leggings under your shirt.
2: <laughs> you heard it here, I'm Juice Pro Wrestling, man. It's a fucking shoot. <laughs> Sorry. No, hey, man, you As gotta apologize. To me, a lame move. Yeah, yeah, I, kinda, I, I like it a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it's. I think it's kind of a fucking ignorant move. I mean,
3: <laughs> no. Out of the <laughs> way and watch him fall. Like, okay. watch him if fall he ever does it on death. someone who doesn't want to, like, do it right, is just right. They're just going to step aside.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely a life and career shortening move. Mm-hmm.
3: That's the only thing cool about it. It is dangerous, but it's like I'd rather have that hit me than someone doing a four fifty or a yeah. destroyer off the top rope.
2: Well, it's also some, uh, I don't know if he took it or not, but I remember seeing Jeff Hardy do it, uh, maybe for the first time in Impact, and it wasn't necessarily the coffin drop, but it was that backdrop where he just jumped and like didn't look and just kind of fell backwards because, you know, we're talking fucking Jeff Hardy who has no yeah, wherewithal for his, his fucking up, life. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> brother Nero. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: That's, that. I'd I love that too. I like when he becomes, um, oh, what's the guy the willow thousand years old. Oh, broken Matt. Yeah. When he becomes, um,
2: I forget what his, what's his name? Or Damascus right? or like, something. Damascus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude. It's great too. Now, uh, like if, do you watch being the elite? You no, know, I I watched a little bit. I watched, watched the one where, um, the brothers trained each other at their house. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty
2: cool. Dude, they're, uh, it's so unique. It's, uh, and it's cool. Cause they tie in some storylines to, to like dynamite and dark and whatever. Um, but man, dude, Matt Hardy, he, he's all like these different characters. Like it was on this week. He walks in the door and he's like, well, him and Matt Jackson are walking and they're, and Matt's like, come in my office. And he goes in as soon as he goes in, he's like, all of a sudden he's big money, Matt from ROH. He's like, oh man, nah, B he's like, can you just walk the hell out of my office and come back because a guy's not such a prick? You know? <laughs> like, right. And he's that's you know, funny. he's doing his shtick and everything. And uh you got broken Matt Hardy who comes in, he freezes up time when they like they'll say a word that's like a, a industry inside business word, like shoot or fucking mark or something like that, or heat. And he's like, Stop the multiverse. Heat is or blown up was one they did. Blown up It's like when a guy looks like he's exhausted and he cannot clearly perform athletically in the ring anymore. <laughs> like, that shit cracks me up. And then yeah, no, he leaves.
3: He's really he good. Out. Too.
2: Yeah, and he comes back and he comes back in. He's the Matt Hardy that looks like the OG Matt Hardy looks like the young bucks, you know, he's got like the, the gear on. He's talking about how Matt like ripped off his gimmick. How Matt Jackson did. He's like, you guys stole my gig, man. <laughs> it's like, what else are you going to steal? He's like, where'd yeah, my no, money exactly. go?
3: <laughs> That's funny. Cause when I first saw them, the young bucks, I hated them. I'm like, these dudes are dressed like the rockers and they want to be the Hardys. I hate them. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah. They grew on me. I was like, okay, well, they can actually go. So I'll. I, I still don't like them, but I'll do it. them. Oh man,
2: they've done they've done so much though. You know, yeah, the they really have the wrestling business. And they have yeah. really. They've helped out the the sport a lot. Oh man, yeah, the, them their contribution.
3: Like guys like Kenny Omega and oh yeah, like the whole thing. They they you know they, they basically them and Cody and Kenny and what Jericho did the whole
2: thing. So there you go. Yeah. And Cody's another guy I've said many times on here. I didn't, I didn't like him in WWE. I couldn't stand the Stardust shit. I liked him when he
3: wore the makeup as Stardust, but other than
2: yeah. that, I thought he was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I just didn't really care for him. And he, when he went to ROH and he started doing his shit there and he became the champ and the kiss the ring and all that, the same thing that MJF, he kind of bequeathed on him, man, that was like, I was like, Dude, I get it now. Like Cody, I hate to admit it, but he's growing on me. And then what he's become, it's like, damn, I'm waiting for. He- Here's what I want. Two things real quick before we end here. Okay. AEW. I want to heal Kenny Omega and I want to heal fucking Cody Rhodes.
3: I'm, I'm going to make a Chandler prediction. That's going to happen with Cody. Arn's going to take him that way. And people are going to go, Arn took him that way and he's going to be ruthless. I don't know about Kenny. I'm thinking. He's gonna pick on Kenny.
2: Like go back to like some of the elite bickering, like they were yeah, doing. Yeah, just the- kind
3: of be like, you know, all this you making up with people who push you around. You know, if he keeps doing that, mm-hmm. and Cody, I'm sick of this. Who the hell do you think? And young bucks, will, of course, be on Kenny's side. And Cody's gonna hate them. And, but yeah, yeah, either one of them would be a good heel. But I want, I want Cody to be a heel. And it would be great if he aligned with Jericho. That would just piss everyone
2: off. Oh, yeah. Or what's, you know, there's a lot of rumors and uh, innuendo, all that bullshit. Sorry, Conrad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, about a new Four Horsemen stable.
3: I've been hearing about that, too. I, If Tully were to join with Arn as dual managers, I'd, th- I'd be behind it, I think, depending on who they pick.
2: The Brain Busters. What if the Brain Busters came back? <laughs> and they're the geriatric Brain Well,
3: you busters. know, the rumor is that Kessler's going to come to AEW her dad's there.
2: That's what I hear, but I hear WWE's Supposedly been was really pursuing That one of pursuing. the reasons
3: that she kept blowing off uh, Impact. Plus, she was stuck in Mexico with Daga. Yeah. Yeah. Daga. I always He's another guy. I he was great.
2: Yeah, he's dude. He's Mexican strong style. we've met There's him. a couple dude times.
3: who popped up from Lucha. That's right. He was part of the uh, Cobra Moon's reptile tribe.
2: Yeah, dude. Cobra Moon. She's uh She's an NWA now.
3: Is she under Cobra Moon or?
2: No, she's uh
3: God, what the fuck, man! I'm Is out she, of here. She's not wearing. She's not doing the gimmick thing.
2: No, she's not doing that. She's i uh, I'm. Fuck it, you guys. I <laughs> have to look it up.
3: Well, I can't uh, remember, before man. Before done... we leave, I want to state that. My favorite lady wrestler of all time, and it took somebody a long time to beat out Fabulous Moolah is Rosemary. Oh yeah, yeah, I, she I agree. She is beyond great. This thing for leading awesome. Tessa on and and Tessa or not Tessa, Taya, um, and I think she's their friend, and Rosemary laughs behind her back. is fantastic. She is great. She's a great actress.
2: Oh, she's super awesome. I I think. Hopefully they get to do a little bit more with her. I think like since she came back from injury, it's kind of. I mean, not that they're yeah. not promoting her.
3: Being an idiot, Oh, that one.
2: Oh yeah, she tried to go in the business for so herself. That's
3: a hardcore video. When you watch that, you're like, oh my god, she's actually pulling her arm out.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you haven't really heard shit about her since then. Oh,
3: she got she got blackballed from every eight triple A blackballed her. you get that triple A blackballing you. You're kind of fucked in that
2: yeah well and that's weird too because she was a pioneer um once again hey it's kind of like the whole simpsons did it thing lucha underground did it you know um do you want to look at impact she, a
3: dominant, she could have been a huge female wrestler in America
2: she was world champion she was a lucha underground world champion
3: That as a female she was one know? of the first to defend against guys yeah yeah and win
2: definitely definite pioneer but uh Obviously she's a bitch <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, but whatever. When you blow chunks, you blow chunks. <laughs> That's right. Case in point, Sammy Guevara. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Shut yeah. your mouth.
2: Right. God, what what an idiot. Really? He'll be he'll be back at some point though. Yeah, I will
3: eventually. You probably should put a mask on and go wrestle in Mexico. <laughs> right. That's where I first saw him was in the final season of Lucha, he pops up. Yeah.
2: Well, dude, he he's been in Lucha. He did uh he did some shit with Impact too.
3: He's yeah. been going good. I even bought <laughs> a I bought a bubbly bunch shirt.
2: Nice. Do you order from Pro Wrestling Tees?
3: Yep. Oh, yeah. Big time. I got a King Kong Bundy and a a, a sheet sabu shirt coming right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's good. To I know. love that place. They deliver in like before the pandemic I'd get them in a week. No shit. Yeah. I, I've got no, probably I, twenty or thirty shirts from them. Most of the quite. wrestling shirts you see me wearing in big shirts are from Pro Wrestling Key. Oh, yeah, ninety percent of them.
2: Well, we know a few guys that are working there, so you got that St. Vitus rub. We'll tell know.
3: them that I promote them all the time and keep making the shirts. Oh yeah, and I want a Neil Moscaris shirt. Can you ask them if they can? Make-
2: I think we can whip some up. I think we can make something happen for you. The
3: old school one, the white mask with the black and the M on. For-
2: oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That'd be dope. Well, Dave, man, uh, before we end here real quick, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at, man, and where they can find St. Vitus.
3: Yeah, just go to, um, uh, we actually are going to do a new St. Vitus Facebook page. We haven't done it yet, but it's going to be coming up. Um, so for right now They can just go to Dave Chandler's Facebook Fuck yeah, be yeah sure that We are definitely The St. Vitus one Is coming you know It takes a while To make a new page and you know.
2: Oh yeah Yeah I got like Five or six of them That I manage It's a It's
3: a pain in the ass <laughs> Yeah I know We're about
2: any new, are we gonna get any new music Anytime soon or what You guys still yeah. on Season of Mist
3: We're trying to. Yeah <laughs> That was bad news But uh Yeah I mean you know Things happen the way they happen. I'm happy with the last record, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more into like I want to, I want this to stop so I can play this cool metal riff for Wild Kathy High to walk on the ring to, Because Luke wants me to do that. I'm like, Oh <laughs> Hell yeah! I would love to do that. That'd be great. You know,
2: maybe uh, we we might have to get a, a little. Uh, I'll have to send you. Well, once you hear the show, when it comes out, um you'll get to hear our theme song, which I think it's like the dopest theme song
3: in all of fucking podcasts. And I'll definitely uh, I'll uh send the link to Luke and to Clayton from anything, too. You really got to talk to him. Actually, both of them would be good. I bet you Luke would talk to you, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, I would love to. In a heartbeat, man. Well,
2: Dave once again thank you very much brother for coming on hey and we're gonna have to do this again sometime man so I got your number anytime you want to chop it up about wrestling right on you know, just fucking hit me up man I love that shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I. And I got one last thing to say before we leave yes woo <laughs> <laughs> yeah you heard it here first
2: what am I what yeah I'm so fucking weird.
3: JPdub.com. You gonna
0: what? do sex to me? Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep.